Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Let's turn our minds back, though, to 1984, the LA Olympics, uh, and one of the greatest ever Olympians, unfortunately, was operating in the long jump at the same time as our first guest this evening, Gary Honey, who produced one of the great Olympic jumps uh, on his final jump in 1984 to jump from bronze to silver. And if it wasn't for that pesky Carl Lewis, then he would be a gold medalist. Gary Honey's been good enough to jump on the line with us on Tokyo Bound. Gary, hello to you. Thanks for having me, mate. 1984. Um, does it's a long time ago now, but does Carl Lewis still haunt your dreams? <laughs> no, nah, not really, mate. I mean, he was just too good for me. Um, you know, I was in. You know, before I left for uh, the states in 1984, I was in pretty good nick. I knew I was I was going to be right in there, but you know, we sort of figured that. Um, you know, we we didn't concede, but we figured that. You know, I'd have, I'd have to jump out of my skin, and Carl'd have to have a bad day for me to beat him. And um, whatever Carl Lewis did was not going to affect my performance. And um, there was a few other people in the event that he probably did affect, and. You know, that helped me to probably get up there and, and get on that dais. It's an extraordinary mentality to take in, Gary. It's, it's often we hear coaches these days saying, we just worry about what we can do in our own preparation. It seems like you're ahead of your time to just go, OK, I factor him out completely and all I do is just worry about what's my best jump. It's, was that quite freeing when you compared how you were looking at it to, to some of your other competitors? Well, yeah, well look, it's, it's the long jump. I mean, you, you stand at the end of the runway, you, you run down 48.5 <laughs> metres was my run up, and you jump into a sandpit off a whiteboard. Now, there's not a lot I can do about someone else doing that. You know, there's no... I can't affect another person mm. who's doing that, that thing. All I can affect is myself. So, you know, I have to be, you know, all over myself. I have to be mentally there. You know, I have to be, you know, not going to... I'm not going to choke. I, I've got to... You know, I've got to you know train hard. I've got to work hard. I've got to be there, the absolute top of my game, and and I was, and I you know I couldn't have done more than I than I'd done by the time I got to LA. So you know I, I was comfortable with 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 what I was going to do. I was comfortable I'd do well, and um, you know I, I can't affect anybody else. All I can do is get out there and jump my best and hope my best is good enough. So there's you, there's Carl Lewis, and there's the Italian Giovanni Evangelisti. You, what would take us in try the cut and thrust of it, where you guys had to jump quite regularly, but Carl, who still had the two hundred and the four by one hundred meters to compete in, was really selective about when he would jump and when he wouldn't jump. Well, it was interesting because you know any Olympic games, you know you've got to be at the at the you know you've got to check in at a certain time to get onto the warm up track. Um, then you warm up and you've got to be warmed up by a certain time and then you check in again and then you in LA you got on a bus and you were driven to the track and, and then you were put in a room and you sat in the room for 25 minutes and you couldn't move off a chair while they checked your bag, your spikes and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, when you get, there was, you know, there was 11 guys in that room and, uh, you know, 11 guys that are pretty nervous. It's a big event, you know, Olympic Games. So the last thing you want to do when you're really nervous is sit down and not be able to move. Um, well, the first time I saw Carl Lewis in the whole process was um, uh, about three minutes before we went onto the track. 
So I'm not saying I'm not saying there was any cheating going on, but that is a big advantage. I mean, it's, it is no, there was no pressure on him. There was no having to do things. He did everything on his own, and I'm not sure where. And uh, the first time we all saw him was uh, pretty much in the tunnel, just about to go onto the track. So uh, I think the LA Olympics were uh, the Carl Lewis Olympics. Let's face it, and let's let's not get anything wrong here. I mean, he was the the LA Olympics, but um, you know, that did help a little bit. What's the aura like around a name like that? You've been around uh, heaps of many an incredible athlete. You've been to three Olympics. What's the aura like around a Carl Lewis compared to everyone else? Oh, look, Carl was uh, Carl was the biggest thing in, in track and field history um, up until, I guess, Usain Bolt. And, and uh, you know, if Carl was at a meet... Uh, Carl's appearance fee was an enormous amount of money back in the, the 1980s, enormous amount of money. So if Carl was at a meet, um, everyone else got paid a little bit less and if he wasn't, everyone got paid a bit more. And if he decided he wasn't going to come and he turned up, then someone didn't get paid. And um, <laughs> so he, he wasn't overly popular, especially with the Americans, because, I mean, in America, track and field is not a, a massive sport. It's a massive sport come Olympics time, but for the other four years in between, it's not a massive sport. And um, Carl basically got all the money. And so the other American athletes who were all, you know, so many champions, um, they didn't get much uh, or what they probably would have got if Carl wasn't there. So uh, he wasn't the most popular guy. Um I mean, a lot of it was he was a victim of circumstance in a lot of ways because um, he, you know, in in Zurich, Zurich, the Swiss are a mad on athletics and everyone stays in the same hotel most times at, at athletic meetings. And in Zurich, you go from your room as you go down into the lobby, there's, there's you know, 30, 40, 50 kids, adults as well, and they have, um, like, photo, photo albums piled up you know, six foot high, and they see you come out, like even me, they see me come out, you know, in, even in 83 before 84, uh, and they flip to a page, they'd run over, they'd have your picture on the page, all your statistics, and they want you to sign it. And um, if that, so it would take me maybe 25 minutes to get through the lobby. Well, Carl would never get through the lobby. So Carl would always stay somewhere separate, and that would annoy people. But it's, it was it was sort of not, it was not his fault, you know what I mean? But uh, that's the way it was, and um, you know that was Carl Lewis. And you know, if Carl Lewis was out of meet, there was he was he was one of the very few track and field athletes, very few sportsmen, to be honest, around the world that can actually draw people to go and watch. And um, that was Carl Lewis. If Carl was at a meet. There were 60,000 people there. If Carl wasn't there, there was 30. Gary, just take us through before we let you go, um, that last jump. So you know that you've got a bronze, but you know that you can maybe go one better. Take us through that last jump to get yourself the silver medal. Well, there was, it was another scenario as well. There was a guy called Larry Myricks who at that time was the second best jumper in the world. I'm, you know, he was a superstar himself, Larry Myricks. He was the man before Carl, and he, he had an extra, he had another jump as well, and he was sitting fourth. So I was second. All of a sudden, I'm third, and I'm thinking, Myricks to come, I could easily be fourth. And um, I was I was lucky that Evangelisti was the jumpy immediately before me, so the adrenaline was pumping something, something fierce. And... Um, I had enough uh, competitive ability, I suppose, or competitive now to, 
I knew I'd run the far, be running the fastest I've ever run in my life, but the adrenaline was absolutely pumping. And so I took my run-up back a foot, which is a long way to take your run-up back in, a, in an Olympic final on your last jump. Uh, but I did that. Uh, hit the board with not dead set, not a centimetre to spare. Uh, jumped exactly the same distance as Evangelisti and beat him on a countback. So um, that was probably the big decision was to take the run-up back a foot. I was fortunate enough that the one of the circular events, one of the distance events, the, the winner was running down the home straight as I was running down the run-up. So I could hear the crowd. And uh, it, it, I'm not sure if it helped or not, but it was just added to everything else. And uh, fortunately enough, I was uh, able to get there. Oh, Gary, I could speak to you for, for ages. Um, three Olympics that you went to, unfortunately it wasn't, didn't pan out for you in Moscow four years earlier and you were the captain of our athletics team uh, in uh, 1988 in Seoul, but an injury meant that you weren't able to compete in the end, but that 84 will go down in history and as I say, if it wasn't for just a bloke by the name of Carl Lewis, uh, then it could be a very different story, but thanks so much for your contrib contribution to Australia uh, and in our Olympic pursuits and with the teams that you were a part of and thanks for being on Tokyo Bound with us. Fantastic to talk to you, Sam. Uh, Gary Honey, of course, and, and successful in retirement as well, was Gary a financial services business. He did some media work, some brekkie radio as well, and uh, still doing the speaking engagements as well. It's all thanks to Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees. Call Apia on 13 50 50. Uh, and this is Tokyo Bound, brought to you by Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91